Isn't it, folks, the last game? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm being told Game 7 of the World Series ended last inning. Well then, it must be time to watch our heroes drive off into the sunset. What's that? The busts are gone? Is the movie over then? No, it is not. We have one more inning of a league of their own to cover and just a guest to help us. Pete Mumper takes a break from archaeology to talk about the Baseball Hall of Fame as the Peaches unite in Cooperstown. But first, let's check in with Rachel and Tierney about the current state of baseball. It's, it's a dinosaur. And now, on with the show. So we're back with the ninth inning. Today on the lineup, we have myself, Tierney Steele, and my co-host, Rachel. Hello. And we have, once again, a guest. Someone hey. to help us parse out this movie and figure out what's going on. Please welcome from the Indiana Jones Minute, Pete Mummert. Thank you. It's great to be here. I should have asked. I'm assuming that's how you want me to introduce you. You've done other podcasts, too, though. That's that's the main one. I, I also did uh, a Christmas podcast with Sean German and Christmas oh, yeah. Mr. Guardia, and I really dislike Christmas, so that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what a selling point. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the ninth inning. We are back into the 90s. Whoa. Look how that works. <laughs> I just say they did a phenomenal job casting the older players. Like I yeah. can tell like, the credits came out at the end. I actually thought that was Gina Davis in old person makeup. I always thought that until, yeah, recently watching it. It's like, oh, that's not her, but it's her voice. <laughs> it's her voice. They had them dub. And it's so funny because I was listening to Penny Marshall talk about making this movie and she said it was frustrating because she had the actors record their lines mm -hmm. and then she had the older act. You know, they weren't interacting at all. This was a totally different set. And the older actresses were like trying to give her something and she's like, no, please, please just <laughs> say the line because oh, man. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> we're just going to dub it. <laughs> but you don't want to say that obviously <laughs> yeah i have a slight correction to past tyranny but i wasn't far off in that basically these older actresses are actresses they are actresses mm -hmm. who are chosen because they look right mm. and and are fabulous but i got thrown off because back in the first inning when we saw them playing i said oh no these are all players and what it is is basically these named peaches that she's interacting with here these are actresses but i did get thrown off because older alice is played by shirley berkovitz who was a player hmm. because when you see okay. them actually playing the baseball game yeah, those are all her. real yeah. players like all yeah. this credits footage is real players and yeah. you see her playing catch and so it was kind of like wait no i guess they are except i know lynn cartwright isn't <laughs> like, yeah. it really threw me off and so i i actually went through and i did google all the older women just to make sure wow. like it wasn't another sneak in because as yeah. i wrote shirley berkovich's name down i was like this is pinging in my brain like I've, <laughs> I've just read four books on the all-american girls baseball league yeah. and her name had been mentioned and so it's like crap like what is going on and so i i checked them all and she's the only one <laughs> who who came up in google as baseball player not actress <laughs> 
there was also there was one the lady in the stands that yeah, says yeah that the uh, one that doesn't oh she recognize. was the, she was the best player in the in the league yeah, her husband that Dolores yep. Pickles yeah yeah Dolores Pickles was Lee and we've tracked it down this is the woman who taught Rosie O'Donnell how to do the two baseball right. throw that was oh, her yeah. famous like trick throw she wow. would do yeah and she taught Rosie O'Donnell already had a good baseball background so she taught her how to do it and so when you see her doing it in the newsreel not only is it rosie o'donnell really throwing that Uh but she learned it from pickles on the set like in their downtime i also that's one of like her name is the the inspiration for one of john lovitz's greatest lines in the movie where he's gonna go home and give the wife the old (laughs) i love how i literally just started running through john lovitz's entire part in my mind i know until I could get there. He's one of the best characters in any movie I've ever seen. He's fantastic, his character. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I will I will flip forward. I owe Ernie Cappadino, Mr. Lovitz, a huge apology because <laughs> I always heard when they go into the exhibit, I know we're skipping ahead. I'm so sorry. We're skipping I all think over the place. I had the same thought. I always heard it as Marla saying, Look, that's the man who changed my life, honey. Yes. Because I always thought when I, you know, early on when I first saw the movie, I assumed it was Ernie. But then watching the movie, I had the same thought you did, Tierney. You know, I heard it that way. Like, that's the man who changed always my life. And I thought it was her was husband. Nelson. Yeah, she's showing Nelson the picture of the guy yeah. who scouted her saying, this is the man who changed my life. I wouldn't have met you. Yeah. And I always thought it was so cute how he, like, tries to then imitate, imitate. him. Oh, so that's not I'm him. I'm totally I wrong. I think it nope, is. It's 100% Ernie Cappadino. Okay, good. It is old John Lovitz. <laughs> I watched it again um, I this watched afternoon. It, the closed captioning. The closed caption. I watched penny marshall talk about it and say yes that's him like i can't believe i have been fundamentally misunderstanding that my entire life so i I kept misunderstanding because i you know i was like oh that's him and i'm like wait no that's her husband and i'm like oh my gosh it's not it is it makes sense because it when she meets up with Dottie and they're talking about their husbands you know she's first of all how adorable is it how proud marla is of retired nelson and their son running the business like yeah yeah. she's so sweet but it makes sense like she's implying like nelson's not here nelson's home yeah she apparently is out of her shell and can call the scout that was so awful to her honey. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just her being very sweet. You know, she happened to walk in, spotted Mr. Cappadino in the crowd and walked yeah. into the exhibit yeah. with him. Yeah. Changed my life doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love these little interactions. I've always been a little put off by Ellen Sue's like oh. <laughs> triumph of, oh, of marrying. For, I mean, I'll give her beautiful product placement, lovely Gatorade endorsement. <laughs> yeah, um, but apparently she has a very happy marriage. <laughs> Dottie, I married a plastic. Suit. She does look very good <laughs> like, for her. Oh I do like the uh, Lynn Cartwright. Like Dottie, kind of gives her look like. Okay, Ellen Sue. (laughs) (laughs) Dottie's remarkably standoffish in all of this. And one thing, like this will come up later in this section, but I keep wondering, was this like everybody else? Was this the best time of her life? Or was this not really a great time in her life like everybody else? And she doesn't miss it that much. And I had kind of thought that in watching it again, especially her, you know, going through the exhibit, it kind of makes you think that as well. Yeah, because she kind of goes through it by herself and everyone else is Mm -hmm. just hugging each other and celebrating and having a great time. And she's just kind of on her own. 
One thing that kind of threw me off, is this supposed to be spring or fall? Because I'm looking at the New York trees and it's definitely one of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. I want it to be fall, but it absolutely could be spring. If you look at like when she left Oregon and all that stuff, Uh if it's spring and Bob died just this winter... Oh, oh yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I think we need to take back anything we said <laughs> on the side of her kids and daughter at the beginning of the movie. That's only a couple months to like yeah. deal with that. So yeah, yeah. it could be that she is just, but she always was a little standoff. Yeah, that's true. You know, it, it, maybe if Jimmy had been there, she'd be more, you know, she would have walked through yeah. the exhibit with him. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, what were you going to say? What, what's the story with Helen Haley being a doctor? Like, I don't remember Helen Haley I I just saw it for the first time in like 25 Uh-oh. years. Yeah, because she's but when like, she says, I always Haley. knew you'd be a doctor. Did she say something earlier in the movie that was like, uh, no, be a doctor? no. Helen she Haley very... makes great coffee. Like, yeah. that's what we got from her. <laughs> like, she's very much seemed like the, she would have been like the housewife. I mean, mm. not to not to downplay that, but she would have been like that 1950s. Because uh-huh. she's, you know, she obviously has a, a good religious connection slash background and just her attitude is very i mean she can play baseball really well really well but she has uh-huh. that prim and proper attitude and i yeah so i i never we really, never even see yeah. her like helping the chaperone bandage alice's strawberry or something <laughs> no. like there are medical situations that you could at least have her there but i think i think think she is just a stand-in to show that like a lot of these women kind of use the league and the money they made from playing as a launching yeah like very few of these women were not working class grew up in the depression working class could she be not a medical doctor though could she be like a she got her doctorate in i don't know you opening Coffee up minds. <laughs> Look at me being closed-minded. Obviously, she's a medical doctor. For Which shame, I guess you Jerry. hear that, and you, that's but, but then thinking back of how how she see how she is in past doctorate in theology. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There we go. She's um. Oh wait, never mind. I'll think of it. While you're thinking uh, of it, I will still, I will say <laughs> that I love joke. that this last scene proves my my working theory of the movie that May and Doris are the loves of each other's lives. No oh my matter gosh. what else yeah. is going on. I love yeah. their interaction. Yeah. <laughs> All the way, May. Nobody's called you that since <laughs> last night. <laughs> Hopefully old May was easier to deal with than Madonna. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So curious. I wish I don't think someone will write like a tell all, but I'm so curious because on the one hand, they give her pro- like Lori Petty is standing there saying like she worked really hard to fake playing baseball for this movie. Like uh-huh. she she was there with them all doing the drills and all that stuff. So on the one hand, you hear stories and you're like, oh, she must have been like really good to work with. And then you also hear like, <laughs> oh, but she refused to talk to the people. Like yeah. everyone else would go out and entertain the extras and yeah. she refused to do it. And, you know, her her song over the credits, I still think there was some drama there from the way, <laughs> oh. just the way Penny Marshall worded it. Uh-huh. Because originally she uses the Carol King song in the opening credits. Uh-huh. And apparently that was originally what she was thinking of using for the closing credits. Oh, interesting. And then the way she worded it was something like, but Madonna wanted hers. Oh. So, or so, there was just something in the wording where I was yeah. like, 
something happened there. <laughs> yeah. I guess if you're a diva, you got to be a diva. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of divas, I've got a cat situation. Give me, <laughs> give me 10 seconds. Gotcha. <laughs> and apparently we mentioned the woman in the stands is Dolores. Mm. Now it's Dries? Dries? Yeah. The man next to her is the one of the producers. Okay. Okay. And it's so funny. Literally today, as I was cleaning my bathroom, I was listening to a podcast and it was someone who had tried to be an actor, didn't make it went on as like a technical consultant somewhere and was like, oh, hey, can we use you in this scene? And he's like, that's why I never got a part. They just cast who's ever already hanging around. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so I just thought it was funny that I watched this literally on the day I heard that. <laughs> so that was cool. And um, like I said, I went through and wrote down I, my one other thing for p- people who are older is that there is a different person playing older Ira Lowenstein. Okay. Because... We, we mentioned the casting is really good. And I was sitting there like, is he just wearing old man makeup? Which I kind of, on, on rewatch, I had wondered that as well. I did a, you know, I tried to really look and be like, did they cast somebody or... <laughs> Is that him with? I do like his glasses though. He looks fantastic. <laughs> I'm I'm very biased too because the photographer taking pictures of this ribbon cutting uh-huh. looks like he has the exact same Nikon that I got from. Him. <laughs> so I was very like I kept trying to like zoom in more and I'm like Tierney, you just gotta let it go. It's definitely an icon. Maybe it's the same model. And then I started crying because Stillwell showed up. And then they cut the ribbon and it was just tears yeah. the rest of the way out basically. <laughs> yeah, it's a very bittersweet movie. It's Stillwell, that's a perfect Stillwell touch. Stillwell Angel. Yeah. Oh, and it just, always oh. calls him Stillwell Angel. Yeah, just, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And just the way they do it, it feels like a real thing. Like, it feels like real life. Like Yeah. The way she's like, well, where's your mom? Is like, yeah. that killed me. And actually, I, I wrote it down when she was talking to Marla, but I was like, this is every time your mom runs into someone in the supermarket <laughs> and they have that conversation, like, how you doing? Our son runs the business, you know, like, and, and her running into Stella is exactly that. Like, oh my gosh, you're still, well, where's your mom? And yeah. she looks and it just is crushing. <laughs> And he's he doesn't really smile this during this scene. Like he's most no. of the time he's just kind of he seems pretty solemn. Yeah. It's he's very reflective of yeah. what it meant to his mom. Yeah. And just I, that he said like, "Oh, you know, that was the best time of her life." Yeah. Like, <laughs> but then when he says that Dottie grimaces and I can't I still I still don't have a read on whether she loved mm. playing the game and loved this time in her life or didn't. That's weird. I guess maybe I always read it as she's grimacing because she's thinking like ah yeah evelyn had a crappy home Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. maybe she's just thinking about like what evelyn went back to Uh and that's what causes the grimace i want it to be that (laughs) that Dottie actually hates baseball (laughs) (laughs) well i don't i don't i can't imagine her hating baseball like it seems like she genuinely loved it but yeah like i just wonder it didn't mean to her what it meant to these other ones yeah Like for her life was what else was going on in life. And this was just, she. it's, it's almost like she was doing some of this for her sister, which makes oh, it ironic yeah. that her sister was so upset about what she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the sibling dynamic for you. <laughs> anyway, 
I did laugh, though, even though I was like, I was starting to tear up and then I laughed listening to the commentary because as they pan over and you see the Jimmy Dugan display, Mm -hmm. Penny Marshall starts chanting, because he's dead, dead, dead. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) because apparently everyone was like, well, what's the interaction going to be when she sees older Jimmy Dugan? She's like, she doesn't. (laughs) What it makes you think like what would what well, it would have been like if they would have had him be alive still and older. Yeah. How it would have been. It would have been interesting to see like a different cut or maybe like a deleted but not used see- like alternate end or yeah ending just to be like, oh hey, here's old Jimmy Dugan. I feel like if they do that though, then she has to fall in love with him and they have to yeah. be married, and then it's like it becomes a different story. Especially since you know Bob just passed. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, I will oh. say one thing. I thought on rewatch today, the induction happened in 1988. So did okay, Dugan and did Jimmy and Bob oh. pass away the same year? Wow. Yeah, they must. Have. Are they like weird cosmic twins connected wow. by Dottie? Oh yeah, wow. because yeah, if you look at, I'm trying to, yeah, because. 87, yeah. Yeah. Although, do we know for sure she was still married to Bob when Bob died? Like, maybe she was married to Jimmy at this point. <laughs> they could. Oh, man. <laughs> we blew this wide open. <laughs> <laughs> they really, like, amped up the, for me at least, the tension with the death thing, because I thought Kit was dead. Okay. Which, it always, which, yeah, because as important as the game and the league became to Kit, it's so weird to think that she you know, they kind of portray it as, oh, maybe she'll be there, maybe not. I'm not counting on her being there, but it's like, I would think it would be the opposite for yeah. Daddy. Because yeah. Daddy, you know, I mean, as we see in the beginning, she's like, oh, I'm not, I don't want to go. I, I, let's forget about it. But I would think Kit would be like, no, no, no. Like, yeah. we're, we're there, we're there. Yeah. That is so weird to me. And it plays into something that was written in the script and that Penny Marshall basically was like, we're not doing that. That's weird. But it kind of shows through in this and that originally in the script, it was supposed to be that Dottie and Kit hadn't spoke, hadn't seen each other since she went back to Oregon and Kit stayed in Wisconsin. And Penny Marshall was kind of the person to be like, that's not how siblings work. Like, (laughs) like, like, I'm sure like there are situations where people are estranged and don't talk for years and years and years, but like sisters who get along fundamentally with their parents, she's like, no, They've seen each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. they've interacted. Because that wouldn't quite work with, I mean, I could see it if they made it like, oh, you know, the ending of that World Series. That just really drove a wedge in between them forever. But they show them at the, you know, afterwards. 100% be- the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad. I'm glad. It's interesting, though, that Kit's kids and family, are none of, the, none of them approaches Dottie at all or, like, makes any, like... They're just like, hey, Aunt Dottie. Hey, Aunt Dottie. Or, like, yeah. no one's, like, coming yeah. up to hug her. They're just like, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because they have this weird moment where everyone's like, look at the reconciliation. I think that's kind of left over yeah. from that yeah. makes sense. That, that, that original makes intent. <laughs> yeah. All the kids are like, who's that? <laughs> You'll notice the only interaction between the kids and Dottie happens in voiceover, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I wanted to talk a little bit quickly about the actual women in baseball exhibit, which is what it was called, except that I've only ever seen it called the Diamond Dreams exhibit. I don't know when the signage changed. I'm pretty sure this is a 100% false exhibit, though. All the photos are from the movie. Because did they just have to do like a mock-up of like movie? I think they did. 
Because I had that question in my head, like watching it. I'm like, you know, did how much of this is actual uh-huh. exhibit things and how much did they create? Yeah, I've been there multiple times and I don't see anything like, I mean, it obvi- and obviously things have changed. I cannot figure out where the special exhibit spot is because okay. there aren't escalators like that anymore. So mm. I uh, don't know. I escalators. I don't know where this was. Now it's on the second floor. All good. I was really, ner- I was actually really nervous the first time I went because I had built it up in my mind oh, because yeah. of the scene so mm-hmm. much. And like my best friend Nikki and I grew up together and we're like, someday we'll go together. And it was like, oh, I haven't talked to Nikki in years. Shoot, I should shoot her a Facebook message, you know? Like, <laughs> That sort of thing. You can meet up in the exhibit and have a nice reunion. Yeah, we could have hugged and like, it would have been a whole thing. But I was looking at like the background and this is all from the movie. So I think they just mocked up Mm-hmm. an exhibit for this which i mean it looks great oh, yeah. yeah and and the coloring like it it looks it looks real but the one other thing that i kind of was like oh i don't know is that some people are very careful to say these women have not been inducted into the baseball hall of fame the league is honored in the baseball hall of fame and if you played in the league your name appears in the museum but the actual Hall uh, of Fame with the plaques mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff, they're not in there. Okay. They have uh, not actually been inducted into that. the Hall of okay. Fame. Yeah. And so I found it very surprising that that's how the man introduced. And like, it's a cheer moment. It is yeah. the Star Wars medal ceremony <laughs> yeah. moment. He says, you are the first women inducted. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow. yeah. Oh, Technically, oh, not. Wow. <laughs> no, it's amazing. And actually, there is a whole room. It's a walkthrough exhibit. And it's all the records. And it's really cool. The records room, I think, is one of the most fun. Oh, man. And what I love is they have the man who stole the most bass. I think it's Ty Cobb even. But then they have my favorite record of all is Sophie Curry's stolen bases record. Was that 200 and like 202 attempts? 201 out of 203 <laughs> attempts That's in a season. That's insane. <laughs> it is ridiculous. And what I love is there is a whole paragraph of like, well, the base links were different. And of course, you can never compare oh. between all these things. And then they give you the numbers and you're like, oh, no, she 100% <laughs> has that record. <laughs> so it's it's my favorite thing. And they have, um, there's a player's handbook or guidebook or something that had her on the cover that's not because every every record then has like an artifact on display with it uh-huh. so it's a really cool room and that is my favorite thing and what i love oh, is awesome. that we would go to cooperstown every year and multiple years in a row i took a picture of it even though <laughs> it's the same thing <laughs> Like, did I even really go to Cooperstown if I didn't take a picture of the Sophie Curry's <laughs> record? Oh, yeah. It says she amassed a world record with a career 1,114 stolen bases, more Jeez. than Ty Cobb, who had 892. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that makes me wonder, like, you know, did were there a lot of catchers with great arms? And in the movie, you know, yeah. Dottie's got a cannon at, at catcher. But <laughs> is she, because it's, it's odd, unless you're Buster Posey, like, there are not a lot of teams have a catcher being the best team, like, player on a t- even a team, let alone a catcher being the best player in the league. So it's interesting that even though she only played one year and she was a catcher, that she still, people called her that. Yeah. Oh, the bias of batting statistics. <laughs> <laughs> so, with, and she's based on a lot of people, right? Like she was. Mm, yeah. Yes. 
you're gonna see a lot of people as part of the inspiration for her uh-huh. and the nice thing is there were so freaking many dotties that that doesn't really count (laughs) there were five on the peaches in 1943 (laughs) i mean it was ridiculous (laughs) the only person that i have heard given kind of a one-to-one and even that it's obviously very fictionalized was faye dancer and madonna's may character Mm -hmm. you know i I just feel like you never hear any other names tossed out for her whereas you know people People say like, oh, Marla, this person hit like this, but then, you know, like she hit like McGuire who had a batting record, but then McGuire's the one whose husband died right before a game. And so it's like all a mishmash. Actually, I just finished reading um, When Woman Played Hardball by Susan E. Johnson. It's a fabulous book. I got it out from the library. I've already put it on my to buy list. It is so funny, though, reading and actually I'm reading um, the book version of Mary Fiddler's thesis, which for decades was the only like writing on the league. Oh, wow. To the point where you would have to go to her college and check out her thesis if you wanted to read anything on the league. And so eventually she put it out as a book. And it's so funny going through and being like, oh, that's where they got that for Helen. That's where they got that for Betty. That's where they got that for Shirley. That's where they got that for Dottie. Like it is it is one-to-one examples of things. There even was someone, I swear to God, Rachel, there was someone who was known for her coffee making skills. And, and it was part of like the league advertising how feminine the women were. And I was just like, I had to put down the book. I was like, it's true. <laughs> Well, I've got a very basic question. Like I watched a few uh, videos after I watched this of like actual footage from league games and stuff, which is amazing. But there was one I watched where a woman was warming up throwing underhanded. And I, did they have oh, to yeah. throw un- overhanded in the league or did some women pitch underhanded? That kind of evolved yeah, as the it, league it went did. on. It depends on what year you were watching yeah. from. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. When it started, it was underhand. Oh, using okay. a softball ball. Mm-hmm. It was it was basically modified softball when uh-huh. it began. <laughs> and then, uh, was it 45? I they allowed 40. sidearm pitching and literally everyone was like, well, now none of us are happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so then the next year, I want to say it was 45 or something, they allowed overhand. Oh, so the, like when this movie took place, they wouldn't have even allowed overhand. No, no. it's super wrong. No. Super wrong. <laughs> We're playing modified softball. Wow. Totally different game. Wow. But it it films better. It's more <laughs> exciting. Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what they're playing here is much more like it would have been towards the end of the okay. league. Oh, interesting. And even then, I think they were down to a regulation baseball. Uh, I think the base paths were still slightly off from Major League Baseball. It wasn't exactly, but it was so much more baseball uh-huh. than it was softball at that point. That it, it wasn't like a misnomer. It just was. Although I did love the year somewhere in there they tried to be the A-A-G. Like, like B didn't stand for baseball. They just put ball. ball. Like they <laughs> kind of gave up. They're like, here, B, ball. We play ball. Leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, because even the name, I think, did, changed it. A couple times yeah, in the yeah. <laughs> throughout. You'll always see the picture. And actually, if you look up the Diamond Dreams exhibit, you will see the entryway. And it's a blown up photo of those four, first four women signed to the league that everyone oh, okay. talks about. Mm. And I love that picture. But it's so funny because it was like the first four women signed to the AAG PBL. And like, that's not what it was at the time. But that's <laughs> and it's super disorientating because is it? I think Fiddler uses the old abbrevi- 
AAGPBL wasn't standardized until the Players Association in the late 80s, 90s. Mm. Like around, This movie actually probably did a lot to cement that in people's brains uh-huh. because it had multiple ones. And yeah, filler uses, um, it doesn't have the P in there. They didn't use it at that point or they only used it for, I don't know what it was, but for, for consistency's sake, she's like, all right, I'm using this abbreviation and it's not the one I'm used to. So my brain uh-huh. was like fighting it the whole time. <laughs> one thing I love though, is that when they were talking about the behind the scenes, uh, apparently, so there's a mix of real players and actresses walking around this exhibit, obviously. Uh-huh. And they start singing. Well, the real players had a reunion in Florida coming up. So they had to rush the filming. And supposedly the song was filmed around like 5 a.m. Oh, wow. <laughs> and a bunch of the players were like catching naps on the benches in the museum, like in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. And they're like, eh, it'll be fine. And it's so funny because they talk about the women like being like, ah, it's just like the old doubleheader days. This will be great. No problemo. <laughs> So yeah, this scene was apparently filmed at like 5 a.m. Everyone's singing away. And then um, Kit's entrance, I always thought made her look very presidential. I don't know what that says about my susceptibility to imaging, (laughs) but the music, she's surrounded by a pack of obviously her kids, the hair. She's even got a button on her navy blit. Like (laughs) President Kit, definitely. Well, why is she so late in the movie? Like, why, why do you think she shows up so late? You think she just couldn't get the kids already in time? or You know, honestly, now that I have kids, yes. I think that's 100% what happened. I think Kit has been ready to go for hours Probably. and wanted to go over. But all her kids were like, no, 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 we're almost ready. We're almost ready. And then, like, one kid didn't have a shoe on. Yeah. And, like, another, like, a daughter was complaining that her hair was awful and she couldn't leave the because, house. Yeah. The hotel, rather. Because and... she's, like, she's hours late, seemingly, like, if if everybody else is there for the game at the beforehand and then they go through you know the yeah. ceremony and the the ribbon cutting yeah. yeah i like to believe that it was like an actual induction weekend where it's like there's stuff happening all okay, the time yeah yeah and so it's just like what you go and obviously everyone wants to go to the exhibit opening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so maybe she was like trying to get to that and was late and yeah you know if you if you take this as real time as they're walking through the exhibits maybe she's not that late that's true yeah she's only a couple minutes late. <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah i i love her entrance and then of course i'm sorry that this podcast is like 50% me being like, so here's where I started crying because <laughs> when Doris says the original peaches and like yeah. everything I've seen of Mary Pratt passing away has been like the last, believed to be the last of the oh, original peaches. peaches. Uh-huh. I'm just like, Doris, stop stabbing my heart. I like know. <laughs> but I love that there's always, that everything leaves that little room for them to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's like believed to be the last, pe- like, and and sitting here in 2020, that blows my mind. Yeah. Like, what do you mean you don't know who these people <laughs> were and where they are and what their, you know, living or dead status yeah. is? Are uh-huh. you crazy people? Yeah. Like, how could you not know such basic things? And then all my friends who are archivists and historians who study women's history say, Tierney, <laughs> people change their names and it's yeah. uber frustrating. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Between getting, you know... A lot of them getting married and, you know, like, like you've discussed before, like some of the women, like when the, when they left the league or the league folded, they just, they really 
said nothing about yeah. their experience to generations following. And mm. it took, it was just, you know, sometimes it was years and years before they even discovered like, hey, I played women's baseball when it first came about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When Megan Kavanaugh, who plays Marla, says she was really frustrated because she, when she got the role, she went to go read up on the league and there was nothing. nothing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that made me really happy to see the actual players game that they yeah. filmed. Yeah. And I lost my mind. This, again, is so personal. I'm so sorry. The player who, like, taps the home plate, the first person we see batting, Mm -hmm. has mismatched batting gloves, and I had mismatched batting gloves. (laughs) And so... I just started freaking out, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to the original Peaches and when they mm-hmm. take that picture, it always bothered me, and it still does, that they, I'm like, they should have just taken the picture by the cutout of Evelyn. So that way, at least Evelyn could have still, oh. in a way, been in the picture because she was an original Peach. Mm. Like, every time I'm like, yeah. come on. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> But that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. Oh, when they take the picture of Stillwell with it. Yeah. Oh, I know. And his his face is still, Yeah. yeah. When it's one of those things you think like I like one of those times you think like yeah it's the opening so it's gonna be like a huge deal and you're gonna have people come up to you and but it's one of those times you kind of want to just be by yourself and just yeah reflect you know on yeah. with you know the memories of your mother and because you know he was there for you know at least the first season we're not sure about subsequent seasons but it was a shared shared experience for them both yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to do that. He's I doing that half-hearted, like, I'm smiling because you said, "Yeah, right, I'm making my that. mouth go up, but I'm right. not smiling. <laughs> and I just love when he's like, you're, go- or no, you're gonna lose. <laughs> how he does that. He scrunches up his face. He's like, face. I don't know how else to make you remember me. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder if he remembered that he was such a, like a bratty jerky <laughs> kid or if someone had to, someone told him that's what he used to say. Yeah. So I love like her reaction, like her whole f- her whole hand like goes like and covers her like nose and her mouth. She's like, oh, <laughs> her gasp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love going through and seeing the different ladies that are like interact. You know, they're doing good extras work here. Yeah. They're baseball players. This is not their job. <laughs> <laughs> so going way back when Dottie and Doris and May like meet up and they're like, oh, hey, before they and she throws the ball to her mm-hmm. and Dottie Not does her famous cat. Yeah. <laughs> I always am like, oh. <sighs> That sounds horrible. I'm like, old lady hands. Like, how does that not just break? Break yeah. something. Like, I would just be yeah. like, Older Doris has hands. definitely a softer throw than younger that's, Doris. That's like, we watched that that uh, throw on repeat I, from Rosie, and it was hard. I love like, that. I do not understand. Because it makes that thwack sound when she catches yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a little... Uh, that's audio true. work yeah for oh him, yeah definitely Lynn Cartwright. but yeah that'd be a, definitely be a softer throw <laughs> yeah unless she was still mad at daddy <laughs> you can't even see it when the when the real players are playing like they're playing amazingly and obviously they use like the best hits and everything mm-hmm. for the credits but they're definitely got a little more lob in their throws yeah. than they used to yeah. and- i was amazed how fast some of those ladies were running Oh, I know. <laughs> I can't believe some of them were playing in jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I know it was a different era. I see your sneakers, but like put on some sweatpants, please. Oh, I know. Oof. 
You're going to slide in jeans. It's going to be bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to chafe. (laughs) I'd apparently written a note about Dolores Pickles Lee on the wrong page because I looked her up and uh, mentioned nowhere except her Wikipedia article. She was the first female police officer in New Jersey. Wow. Wow. Jersey City, 1958. So that's pretty amazing. A lot of them did go on to very impressive life yeah yeah that sounds awful they all did everyone's life is impressive in its own way yeah but she gets a little history book yeah in addition to her big history book notation uh and then the other people i was looking up is uh janie crick nicknamed red who is the arguing player Okay. <laughs> I love that part. Yeah. Yeah. She was a pitcher and then she played some infield. She was a switch hitter. I wonder if it was like, ah, this is a really good setup. Um, Sully, who does Bull Durham in it, was always talking about like, you notice they're always facing left-handed batters. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure it's just that yeah. the camera angles better that yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was funny that it mentioned she was a switch hitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah but she played, she played 48-49. For South Bend. And then she was in for 51 to 53. She played on a few different ones, but she was mostly with the Grand Rapids Chicks that second time. And she passed away in 2014. But yeah, I love that the last line, you can argue the movie's over, but the last line is, (laughs) yesterday it might have been a ball, tomorrow it might be a ball, but today it's it's a strike. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) And her little kicks. I think kick is the best when she kicks the dirt on him. That's the best. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it made me so happy <laughs> <laughs> that made me happy and so did the rundown like the fact that they were playing yeah. and they did the rundown yeah <laughs> it's just heartwarming and that's why i know some guests have expressed their dismay at this song i will always love it purely because of this like uh-huh. i'm sorry I watched a bunch of professional female baseball players play baseball to Madonna. And so now <laughs> I love this song forever. I mean, I like Madonna in general, but like this song is very schmaltzy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I think it fits here at the end. I think it works. Yeah. yeah. Although I do wonder because I heard another contender for credit song was going to be Frank Sinatra's There Used to Be a Ballpark. Mm. I don't know that that fits this movie better. Uh Because this movie is very, very much an early 90s schmaltzy movie. Yeah. And it wants to tug on your heartstrings. That's its job. But there would have been something about there used to be a ballpark and Sinatra being from that. I mean, he's a little bit later, but not not really. Like, I think that it would have been cut totally differently, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there is a way you could have done that. And it would have been really cool to watch them playing baseball to, quote unquote, period appropriate music. Yeah. (laughs) As opposed to, you know, 90s appropriate <laughs> yeah. music. Right, right. Yeah, I think that could have been nice, too. Although, now that I'm looking it up, apparently there used to be a ballpark is from the 70s. But it's about. <laughs> it's, it's implied. <laughs> like, I wonder if they wanted to close out the movie with, like, a nice female-based closing credit song instead of. That's. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. One thing in that same vein that I noticed looking through the credits, I swear I didn't mark much on the credits. Like, it's mostly them playing baseball. But music conducted by Shirley Walker. 
You don't see many female conductors yeah. in motion pictures. And she has a very fun IMDb. She does a lot of horror movies, which I'm like, no, 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 I'm not good. <laughs> so that did my heart good. because My sister's a musician, so I know like oh, cool. female-led orchestras are so rare. And then... Yeah, baseball advisor, Rod Dido from, he was the USC head coach. Mm. Uh, when he retired in 1986, which is not that much more before this, Mm-mm. he was the winningest coach in college baseball history. Nice. He also worked on Field of Dreams. Wow. As a baseball advisor. Baseball coach, William E. Hughes, much less information, also worked on Summer Catch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing which one of them did more work than the other. Or I shouldn't say more work than the other. Had more influence than the other. Yeah. yeah. And then the two technical advisors are two former players. So LaVon Pepper Pear Davis. Oh, yeah who wrote the, the victory song that they sang. Yeah. And Karen Kunkel, who was a utility fielder for the Chicks in 1953. So she didn't play. She only played the one year, but she was also a founding member of the Players Association. Mm. And since that was so much of what established everything, let these reunion games happen, why they got the recognition, why they're in the hall, why Penny Marshall saw that they existed to make this movie. Yeah. And so I like that they still had, they had her as a technical advisor as well. And she was a former player. Uh-huh. Like, hey, Dottie only played one year. She was plenty yeah. good. So, <laughs> And then, yeah, the credits are just delightful because it's Lori Petty, Megan Kavanaugh, Tracy Reiner, and and Penny Marshall talking about like, man, have you done a movie as good as this? Nah, <laughs> it'll never happen. This is the best. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say, and I was telling Rachel this the other day, it's it's extraordinary how much young Lori Petty looks like Rachel. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. So and I showed my when wife, and she was immediately cosplay. like, "Yep, yep." <laughs> <laughs> Except the eyes. Nice. I don't have the blue eyes. Normally, I would say, well, by the time this airs, Rachel and I will probably have met in person. But <laughs> guess what? Dream is dwindling by the hour. Uh, yeah. yeah. We'll have already made an announcement. I'm not going to make it out to Chicago. So, But on, on screen, my last note from the credits, it brought me great joy. Exclusive cast and crew merchandise available on QVC. QVC. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that too. Because I, I saw that I did a double take. I was like, wait, this QVC? This from a different era. I was like, what are, what's QVC have to do with this? <laughs> and it's so frustrating that, I, I hate to sound crass, it's so frustrating that this generation is passing away, I think is the nice way of saying it. But like, can you imagine how much easier all these women's lives would have been if they'd had Facebook or social media mm-hmm. when they were establishing the players union and could oh, keep in yeah. touch oh, with yeah. each other yeah. and find each other via, you know, like, oh my gosh, they built this players association and the role yeah. by hand in the 80s. Oh, yeah, <laughs> wow. By who had kept in touch with who. Wow. Then writing, and, and like I said, people move, people get married, people change their names. Yeah. And so there are, there are women that we are sure that there are women who played for the league that we don't know about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That just baffles me. Like, that blows my mind that I can, like, go onto fan graphs and run all these statistical things on everything. <laughs> uh-huh. But we were sure that there must be women who played for a professional league, and we just wow. lost them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. On that uplifting note, <laughs> I got real dark, actually, in my notes. I started being like, we really <laughs> thought it would be back. We really thought the silver bullets would succeed. We really thought, you know. Mm. But there's always something, like, I remember I couldn't get as excited about Monet Davis because I'm like, guys, I remember oh, yeah. when we were sure that like 
Julie Cretel was going to make the majors. And like, we couldn't even get a second season of pitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm very jaded about women playing professional baseball now. Yeah. But I didn't want to end on that. I wanted to end on talking to Pete about if you like this movie. <laughs> Fingers crossed, not that, not that you didn't like it. <laughs> no, I loved it. I, I, I mean, I haven't seen it in 25 something years, maybe, but I absolutely loved it. Now, did you see it when it first? I'm trying to think when it came out if this would have been something that caught your eye. Or... I don't oh, yeah. think I did. I think I saw it on video though, probably not long after. Okay. Infamously, you are the closest thing the uh, Indiana Jones minute gets to baseball fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, I love baseball, and it, it's. Uh, but it's. I mean, watching this again, I realize how how little I know about all of this, like the whole story, which is extraordinary. Like it's an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, by watching this movie, you've seen eighty percent of what we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so bad, but it's kind of true. Well, and, I, and I loved watching that, like on YouTube, watching the actual game footage. And it was like amazing how much they nailed the look in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just this casting. I love that there are gifs of this, or gifs, whatever you say, <laughs> they exist. Like, I can put them on a tweet and I'm just like, what is this magical world? I know. Like, a lot is bad, but we've got that. <laughs> And even just like the sports announcers, I love how they tried to be so period appropriate with, yeah. the way, you know, their verbiage, you know, what they would have actually said yeah, back then. Yeah. And <laughs> Aunt Edna good old sucks. <laughs> good old squiggy. <laughs> so, well, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> did you watch the whole movie, Pete? I did. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what is your take on the World Series, the ultimate outcome? Did she did, let? It... Yeah. Did she? Did she intentionally let the ball go, or did she legitimately drop it because she just got tricked? You know? Hits and drop the ball. Yeah. Hits and drop the ball. <laughs> I don't. I don't think she did it on purpose. Consciously, she may have done it on purpose subconsciously. But I don't yeah. think she was consciously trying to throw it. Throw the game. Yeah. Although I, it, 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 <laughs> it did drive me crazy that she just showed up at Game 7 of the World Series. Like, oh, hey, no, I know yeah, I've been around. We talked a little bit about that. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Alice. Yeah. <laughs> so we did talk, yeah, because I do like how at first Tom Hanks is like, really? Like, I don't know. Alice has been playing the past yeah. six games. Like, why should we just let you just hop right in? <laughs> I like how fast he caves, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, I'm really glad we had this conversation because I like that Dottie, she was kind of a loner. Like, she, she got along with all these girls. She loved these women. Yeah. Uh -huh. she, you know, she says at the end, she's like, you know, who I'll miss, I'll miss the girls, I'll miss you. So it's not that she didn't enjoy her time, but... The only person we really see her hanging out with is Jimmy. Yeah. And so I kind of in yeah. like in a very sad but heartwarming way, I think it is perfect that Dottie kind of walks around alone because it's yeah. like yeah, that's true. if Jimmy had been alive, if Jimmy had been here, you know they would yeah. have been inseparable. She's yeah. not yeah. she likes seeing all these people yeah. and catching up with them, but they're not her buddies the way he yeah. is. Yeah. Because you kind of see even between her and Kit, like the way Kit becomes a really a part of the team and makes really good friends with the girls on the team. And yeah, we see more between Kit and the Racine players than we do between Dottie and the Peaches yeah. the whole season. <laughs> yeah, because I think like the team knows that Dottie is there for them, but she's kind of 
separate from them or she's <laughs> i don't know but yeah like she's there for the team but not to well, be i gotta say get out your bingo cards this happens all the time at summer camp <laughs> some years you're super tight with people and then other years and not that you dislike these people you have great times and that was actually something that i came up with when i worked at summer camp and then i like when i went away to college i realized how much summer sleepaway camp had prepared me to go to college (laughs) and i pointed out there is no person on this earth you hate so much that if you live together something someday when it happened that was absolutely (laughs) hilarious there is also no person on this earth that you love so much that if you live with them you will not want to kill them at some point living with them and like once you accept that it's a lot easier to get along I remember when we went to Disney World when I was a sophomore, junior in high school. And, you know, we're like, oh, all of our, you know, best friends, you know, we're going to room together. You know, there's four of us girls to a room. And by the end of the week, like my (laughs) couple of my friends, you know, we got on the bus. My one friend's like, I'm not going to sit by you because I'm kind of tired of, (laughs) I just, I don't want to hang out with you. (laughs) Like after this week, like I've had enough. They're like, oh, no, I get (laughs) you. I found how much of you was enough. Yeah. (laughs) It was this. Well, I thought it was interesting, like, because I was thinking, like, this was, for a lot of these women, going back was, you know, 40 years, 45 years later. Yeah. And I'm thinking back even, like, you know, 25 years, I mean, 30 years to high school. And I wouldn't, like, out of a class of 1,500, I'd recognize maybe four people. And I think, like, it it amazes me how well everyone knows each other still in these in the scene here and i wonder if they did in real life like if the if the old players when they came back and got together if they all remembered each other i think there were like individual relationships obviously Mm -hmm. that had survived and once they started doing reunions and actually some women have talked about that saying you know if especially if they only played like one year or something Uh they're like i didn't really know know them Mm -hmm. or uh someone who was a rookie in 53 54 Uh had a total different experience and you know was in awe of the older players and didn't really talk to them and they were saying now that we go to reunions all the you know now that we're in touch with each other we've gotten closer than we were because also we're not playing baseball six days a week seven days a week twice on sunday (laughs) you know they they kind of would get in that rhythm too where it's like we're not bonding on this bus ride. I'm napping now. You leave me alone. I just played a baseball game. And when we get to our destination, I'm going to play another baseball game. So don't talk to me. <laughs> and obviously everyone's different. Every time is different. But there definitely have been people who said like, oh, I'm way closer to my fellow players now than I ever was before. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were younger. Again, a lot of it was a few of those friendships had survived and a few of those relationships have survived because if you thought you were going to get out of this podcast without me talking about the fact that some of these players married each other, you're wrong. Mm. (laughs) I know, because like every time, no, I I love it. On Facebook, I'm like, oh, because, you know, the Netflix, they Mm -hmm. just released the- Secret Love. Yeah. And I'm like, I knew about that before. (laughs) (laughs) I knew about "Mm." that. (laughs) What I love is- all the coded, which I shouldn't say I love. It's awful that that had to happen. Oh, yeah. There's so much coded language writing about these players. Mm. My favorite is when they're like, Dottie Kamenschek and her friend moved to California together <laughs> oh, and yeah. lived together the rest of their lives. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a really lines. good yeah. friend. Yeah. Cough, cough. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't normally move cross country with someone. <laughs> 
And then, like, maybe you live with them when you get out there. But no, no, the rest of their lives. I'm like, that was not her friend. (laughs) I think a lot of it probably started there where it's like, okay, now you call whoever you remember. I'll call whoever I remember. Mm -hmm. And then it just spread out from there Mm. like a phone tree. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so funny. And again, funny is the wrong word. But when you go back and read these books that came out around the time where they're like, people always said there might be, but players said they don't remember anything about (laughs) that. And it's like, "Mm, stop it. (laughs) Wasn't that kind of one of the reasons that they were kind of hesitant on like a woman? Because they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, if the women have a league, then, you know, that's gonna, they're just gonna all... (laughs) It's going to mess you. They're going to turn masculine and then they're not going to like the men anymore. Oh my God. It's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Remember how I said I was finding like one-to-one examples? Mm, Yeah. I found a quote that talked about the masculization of women. It was almost word for word, the newsreel. Wow. At the beginning. (laughs) Oh my gosh. When she's saying, what will our boys be coming home to? Yeah. (laughs) It was so close to that. It obviously wasn't exactly word for word, but whole phrases were lifted from that. And it it was, was, they were talking about like, oh, these girls, you don't know. Now, most of the players did say like, I mean, obviously, if you weren't into women, it's not like people are going to bother you. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, the the whole idea that like, oh, that didn't happen. And it's like, "Mm, it 100% (laughs) did. (laughs) I was like dying reading that chapter. I was like, okay, guys, (laughs) we're really going to play this game. (laughs) So yeah, I'm really glad that documentary came out. Yeah. and it has its own problems because it was made by, you know, straight family members. And okay. so now some people are pushing back and being like, it's a little unfair to the person who isn't in their family. But yeah, I the fact that it's out there and people are talking about it makes me very happy. Yeah. And Pete, your team has given me a lot to talk about this year because <laughs> you have the first yeah. woman in uniform yeah. for the Giants. That's right. And so baseball has been canceled because we can't have nice things. <laughs> well, maybe canceled. Maybe now, I mean, when this comes out, everyone will know. But now they're saying July, maybe. That's oh, true. Good. I shouldn't I shouldn't say baseball is canceled, especially since th- this isn't coming out for many months from when we're recording it. <laughs> but I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> and for those who don't know who we're talking about, the San Francisco Giants have a coach i don't know how to say her last name though i've only ever seen it written it's Alyssa. n-a-k-k-e-n but yeah we were all excited because like oh my god she's gonna be in uniform on the field and then they're like baseball shut down we're like of course it is of course it is (laughs) but yes when baseball comes back whenever that may be if that is already when you're listening to that hopefully hopefully everyone is safe and taking care of each other and we have nice things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything else anyone had to get off their chest? Uh, I'm doing my little hand motions, which doesn't work on a podcast. I miss baseball. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. that You know, when we first started doing this and they first started postponing things, I was like, I don't know that I want to do this. And someone actually yeah. said like, oh, I'm so glad you're doing this. I thought it might be canceled because there's no mm. baseball. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 this is filling a hole. (laughs) I have 100% invested in a fictional 1943 season (laughs) to deal with the fact that 
there currently is no baseball. <laughs> also, hopefully by the time you're hearing this, go Doosan Bears. Maybe they'll be doing a little better <laughs> in the <laughs> Korean baseball organization. Because so. oh, yeah. the Korean League is playing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so is the league in Taiwan. But wow. I don't have a team to root for from there. So yeah, I'm not as invested. <laughs> I'm in a group chat of people who are both baseball and Star Wars Minute fans. <laughs> so we were very heavily invested in who is rooting for who uh-huh. in the KBO. And so that's why I was like, all right, I got to pick one. I got I to gotta make a choice here. <laughs> and I thought I was picking the bandwagon team, but apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is the bandwagon team? Hopefully the Giants. Giants and Dinos okay. are the ones I have seen yeah. the most. Yeah. So there we go. We'll we'll catch up with that. Luckily, this show has a currently in baseball segment. So, Rachel, we can take care of that then. But, Pete, thank you so much for joining us. This was fun. I'm really thrilled I had a reason to watch this again. I I absolutely loved it. It's a good one. Yeah. I've been encouraging people to watch baseball movies, and it's, I really think this might be, like, the most evenly high-quality yeah. one. Hmm. Like, there are other baseball movies that are funnier. Yeah. There are other baseball movies that are more realistic, but, like, overall, A-plus is across yeah. the board. I think A League of Their Own is the best. Yeah. I know after one of our recording sessions, I happened to just turn the TV on and Major League was on. I'm like, I had actually never seen Major League, so I'm like, huh? I'm just going to watch this. I was like... Okay. <laughs> uh, now, what'd you think? I'm sorry, Pete. You're now trapped. I must know. <laughs> it wasn't. I, I. I kind of enjoyed it. I will say I like Corbin Burnson. Yeah, Corbin Burnson. Yeah. Because he's on Psych, and that's one of my favorite shows. But I'm like, he's kind of a jerk in this movie. But <laughs> other than, I mean, I enjoyed it. I would watch the second one, maybe. I enjoyed I enjoyed that it gave me both a baseball and librarian movie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's greatly appreciated. <laughs> it's so rare. <laughs> so I think, I don't know if I started at the very beginning, but I think when I turned it on, it was like in, it was like Rene Russo in a library. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I, yeah, everything. <laughs> I'm sure I saw plenty of Major League, but it would have always been, you know, edited for television. Yeah. Or yeah. I walked into room and was immediately ordered back out of the room sort of thing so yeah i only watched it like truly sat down and watched it for the first time god it might be a couple years ago at this point Mm. but it was for uh movies by minutes trivia oh okay contest that was one of the ones i had to watch and answer trivia questions on to raise money for charity the the greatest thing was that they gave me some points for identifying the music at the party that he crashes at renee russo's house (laughs) Because cool. I called it, you know, the fancy rich person music. <laughs> <laughs> and since no one else had any clue, I got that one. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, Major League is out there. Bull Durham I've watched recently. Like, I'm slowly getting my baseball movie scene list to be somewhat respectable. Yeah. For someone who loved baseball as much as I did, it was very much this in the Sandlot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the Sandlot. But now that we've given people a whole lot of movies they should go (laughs) watch in addition to this one, thank you so much for being on, Pete. Oh, thank you. Thank you. This was great. This was fun. And can't believe it's the last episode. I know. Columbia logo and all. (laughs) QVC shopping comments. Have a stretch, get some refreshments, and join us right back here for the bottom of the ninth next time on All League of Their Own, one inning at a time.
next summer. Let's time travel again. In 2021, we will be leaving 1943 and women's baseball behind. While we will miss the peaches, we are excited to take you all the way to 1962. right back here next summer when we get VCR privileges once again and analyze the classic American graffiti one song at a time. You're the most beautiful, exciting thing I've ever seen in my life and I don't know anything about you. Brains for dynamite. You can blow your nose. And she leaned and whispered in my American Graffiti, one song at a time, coming summer 2021.